Greetings and blessings to you, listeners. My name is Sunshine Trisiter, and I am bringing you the Pagan Perspectives podcast. I am journeying around the world, and as I do, I am calling together the voices of the Pagan community. So make yourself a cup of tea and come and join us for an inspirational sharing of Pagan voices. Child of the Universe. Here's a little history of a bigger mystery. I have written this story into my song. If it isn't what you're used to, I hope it will amuse you. And maybe if you choose to, then you'll sing along. It goes, I am as old as the universe. I've been here before and I'll be here again. I am a child of the universe, a part of all women. And a part of all men Once upon a sometime And once upon a somewhere And once upon a somehow There was a big bang Energy revolving And energy dissolving And energy evolving And that's what I am I am as old as the universe I've been here before And I'll be here again I am a child of the universe A part of all women I'm a little flower that blossoms for an hour But in me there's a power that grows on and on Power in the root of me, power in the shoot of me Power in the fruit that will pass my seed on I am as old as the universe I've been here before and I'll be here again I am a child of the universe A part of all women and a part of all men Pagan Perspective fans out there. My name is Sunshine and I am bringing you an interview with my friend Indra Don Francesco. We are sitting here in a caravan not far from Stonehenge. We can actually see it. We've got the uh, King's Burrows here. We're surrounded by our ancestors. Indra, I came to visit you here on Beltane. You are holding the sacred activism space here. And you're like the clan mama, keeping the sacred fire going and keeping the activists fed and educated and loved and refreshed. And I just want to honor you and your great works that you're doing here on the planet to protect not only the earth, but also our ancestors and Stonehenge. So I'd like to introduce you now to this microphone so that you can tell the world about who you are, where you come from, and how you ended up here at Stonehenge. Oh, thank you, Sunshine. Thank you very much. Um, it's great, great to talk to you. 
um, and to talk about this as well. So, um, right, who am I? Uh, I'm. My name is Indra. I've uh, been in the southwest of England most of my life. I've lived in Glastonbury on and off uh, in the town um, since I was at school and just came back to the community because it's such a beautiful community. It's a transient, it's an open-minded community, it's a colourful community, it's, it's a pagan community. Um, there are lots of different clans there um, and you can, I can dip, dip in and out. At the moment there's a thriving goddess community. So they are a uh, relatively new, the last few years, they kind of were born out of um, protest, direct action, uh, Greenham Common women who were predominantly women who went up against the highest patriarchal fight in the country, if you like, if not the world, which was the military bases, um, the American military bases, um, nuclear warheads, and they held gates and they did direct action and they very much um, inspired uh, a lot of us. They inspired me. Um, they held spaces, but they were also fierce. They had courageous hearts and they camped out and they, <clears throat> and they, uh, you know, they held gates and they held fences and they, they held a mirror up to, to that kind of um, ultimate patriarchal force. And they tore fences down and they, they locked themselves to, to, to machinery and to, to fences and, <clears throat> and they did it in a way that was, um, that they felt right. Um, and I think that was, for me, direct action in a very different way. Um, same you could even say for the suffragettes. Um, I've gone straight into politics now, haven't I? <laughs> so that's what inspired me. Um, so they also inspired the whole new clan of direct action activists in this country. Um, and it was against a massive government infrastructure building that was just tearing through ancient woodlands, ancient monuments, um, sites of special scientific interest, these things that had protections, you know. Um, so I, age 23, I think, discovered a row protest, uh, Twyford Down, the first one in this country of that ilk. We were very inspired by the Green and Common women. Um, and uh, yeah, so that, that kind of kicked off my direct action life. I've always been uh, what you would consider um, or what you could probably call an environmentalist. And I've always been, um, I was brought up a, um, a traveler, I suppose, what you'd call a, a new age traveler, maybe. You know, sometimes we lived in, in houses, but never for very long. Um, we moved around an awful lot, my mother, my two brothers. And uh, yeah, we, most of our community around the southwest of England were pagans, were what you would call pagans or free thinkers um, from, from that world. And I never liked the word pagan, and I would never call myself pagan. And well, as soon as I found out that that's what the Romans called us, <laughs> um, and pagus just means of the earth. Mm. And so I'm, I'm constantly searching. I'm also searching for another word to activist because I don't like that either. You know, I'd like to just think we are people. You know, we are people who think and feel and, and want to change things that are not right. And that should just be a human instinct. Mm. Um, but I have always, I kind of instinct, instinctively, instinctually, um, from a very early age, I, I had little altars and I would always set up little altars outside or wherever we were. And I would collect um, stones and feathers and pretty little, you know, if I found, if somebody gave me a little crystal or, um, yeah, I had uh, little bells and I would always just make something pretty and that would be like a focus for me. And because we moved around so much, I suppose it was a familiarity that I, 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 um, I needed, mm. you know, I, I kind of got pulled to. So, yeah, um, direct action, I... Um, I understood the, the way, the trajectory that, that this planet was going, our consumption and um, the disregard for, for nature. And it did depress me at a quite a young age. 
um, I went off and had babies and it was my mother that, that called me and said there are people standing in front of machines to stop the tearing down of actually an ancient site, um, an ancient monument which was at Twyford Down in the south of England mm -hmm. which was considered um, by pagans, by people of the earth um, to be that it was St Catherine's Hill was like the, the head of a dragon and the back of the dragon was the 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 walkways the the oh gosh they must be about I don't know gosh a hundred miles of of like this hill this ridgeway that goes all the way down to from uh, from the south from the sea from um, near Dover and it was an ancient walkway so it was, it was where when people used to travel they would travel on this walkway and it was you know it had many feet over hundreds if not thousands of years of people who 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 walked this way and the end of it was in Winchester and, and it was called the head of the dragon and it was very you know symbolic if you like that, that that's what was being cut through to make this new road and the road would save seven minutes on a journey anyone will tell you now it doesn't um, obviously it was completed um, but it galvanized a spirit of people young old um, all walks of life, doctors, um, travellers, punks, um, people who, who have, you know, were in rehab um, or still using. I mean, it just, it was a whole melting pot of people who came together who felt that this was wrong. Mm -hmm. um, and also it was part of a, another humongous uh, road building project. I should say this is in the 90s. This is 1992, I believe, 93. Um, and there were 800 ancient monuments up and down the country that were being um, threatened by this huge road building scheme. Now, I could, gosh, I could totally disappear in history now um, and go into um, the, 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 the uh, taking away the railways in this country. Um, it was a very... Um, it was almost a a very cynical, very militaristic uh, assault on people. Um, how we were forced into motor cars and oil and the consumption. And um, you look at a car advert, you know, you will feel safe and like a lion. You will climb this hill in your beautiful SUV. And it's like, you know, the, the what they were selling people and the prime minister at the time, this absolute mental woman um, Margaret Thatcher basically said anyone who's still using a bus in their 30s is a loser you know it was a whole onslaught and getting people into cars and fast cars and roads and oil and tarmac and the quarrying and everything about this industry is wrong um, so yeah that's my little kind of Don Quixote and that brings us here that to brings exactly us. what's going on here I know so it's like I did many road protests um and that was kind of my life for a bit. Um, Earth First, um, Earth First gatherings here. Earth First really propelled um, myself and and us in this country because it gave us it, it gave us books, it gave us lessons, it gave us um, anarchist writings, it gave us a real kind of knowledge, um, and you know that beautiful kind of geeky way so we it was a lovely mixture of the the spiritual and the geeky beautiful mixture of which i think i kind of embodied very much those two aspects of it so why i'm here is so for so we did actually win um there was maybe about 16 road projects that were completed out of about 50 um well done thank you very much but that was only because of critical mass of people so we went from like a handful of people at the first road protest and at one point there was probably about 15 maybe 10 road protests up and down the country where people were you know putting themselves in front of machinery and it got into the press and it got questioned and it got because these things would carry on you know regardless um so yeah we won um and then lots of other things came up obviously there was fracking there's, there's always been something you know and we didn't know about climate change and you know we, we kind of like the words climate change suddenly were out there um, and I think that was a lot due to direct action I mean very little gets done in this country maybe the world 
that isn't a small group of people, you know, banging drums and, and getting heard. Very little changes without that, you mm-hmm. know, whether it's a law or even, you know, people's um, psychology. But yes, so why I'm here, oh my gosh, so I was at another project, another campaign that I spent a year at during lockdown, um, which was the High Speed Rail, which is a mental project, 129 miles, very long, um, but lots of new people coming in. And I was there for nearly a year, and it's New people huge. coming into... Oh, coming into activism. Mm-hmm. And I say new, I mean, Extinction Rebellion kind of opened the doors for a lot of people, but this was like one step beyond Extinction Rebellion because this was very much, um, you know, kind of a little bit earth-firsty tactics, mm-hmm. a little bit... Um, uh, XR tactic a little bit it was a nice melting pot Quakers all sorts anyway so that was that's a very mad project it's still raging and then one day uh, I heard and I was exhausted absolutely exhausted been on this campaign living outside for a year in a tent and I've known about the danger to Stonehenge from this um, not just a tunnel, but an expressway and a flyover. Um, I've known about it for a while, for a good few years, but I didn't think it was going to get bought, you know, actually agreed on. And the day it was agreed on, we we were in camp, we're in our camp, um, and I heard about it, and something in me propelled me here. I heard about it, and I felt released from from the campaign I was on um I felt like my time you know it was it was I had nothing more to give um the camp had grown campaign had grown um it's magnificent the people are still there and just something grabbed me um I don't know around my heart my solar plexus and we hatched a plan to come here and to start a camp and there was um, two people on horseback and they were walking here and I felt that was really important. You know, there was some something very magical and powerful in arriving somewhere by foot and, and arriving here by horses as well. You know, the, the, the history here. Arriving um, with that kind of intention, that energy. And that was just before uh, winter solstice last year. Um, and so we were here and we did a mass trespass onto the Stonehenge because we had to arrive and do something, do something big that was going to get noticed because this, yeah, the thought of this project happening is unconscionable. So let's go over a few details. The mass trespass at Stonehenge is because they have it closed off. Yeah. And then the other point I wanted to make... (coughs) is pointing out is that winter solstice and summer solstice are the alignments of the solar alignments with Stonehenge. Yes. Which are very, very important. Yes. A huge reason why people gathered. For thousands here. and thousands of years. Mm-hmm. This has been, for me personally as well, Stonehenge and Avebury have mm-hmm. been the meccas, I suppose. Um, they are very personal to everyone. Everyone has their own personal, but that's it. You come here and you are your best personal that you can get. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so you were doing a mass trespass yes. on winter solstice. Yes. Oh, well, we actually did one before winter solstice. So we did one on the 6th of December because that was very close to when the decision had been made by the government mm-hmm. to to um, desecrate this sacred monument. So tell our listeners just exactly what their proposal looks like. So their proposal is a lot bigger than people are led to believe. Mm -hmm. So we're talking, I think, eight miles. Sorry, I don't know kilometers. Um, We're talking eight miles, um, starting from one roundabout. It's the 303, which they are wanting to widen to 75 meters. Again, excuse me for the meters. so widen into what they call an expressway so it's three lanes both sides so six lanes um and then it's to they're cutting into um into the ground to uh to go down into a a tunnel so the tunnel is going to be about all in all two miles 
So that takes us close to the stones, not actually under the stones, but very close to the stones. Very close to the stones. Very close to the stones. And past a very sacred spring, the ancient not well just spring here. Not just past it, but as with springs, they um, the aquifers and the beautiful water that feeds those springs comes from underground mm -hmm. and with the the nature of um, aquifers is nobody knows where from you know it's so they're cutting cover they're cutting into the sides of one of the most ancient and oldest springs in the country and i say oldest as in discovered by humans we're talking about mesolithic findings there yes where there is set the, a yes. settlement yes and then, of course, most people don't know this. They, they see s the images of the stones of Stonehenge, but this is a temple complex. There are over 140 barrows here where our ancestors are buried. And then we have Woodhenge. We have the Cursors. You have the Stonehenge. But there's so much here. This is an ancient burial place where people came from all over these islands to be buried here and in Avebury and there's no putting this road or this tunnel through without disturbing a whole lot of archaeological our our heritage over uh, archaeologists and these are the ones that are on side on our side they're very split community estimate um, up to a million now they say artifacts but that actually means um, um, property it can be bodies, it can be um, clues to history, it can be uh, anything. And when we say destroyed, they will find an awful lot. And that's the other archaeologists that are on the side of the builders are rubbing their hands because they don't get much funding. They only get it through destroying things with, um, yeah. with these projects and it'll just go straight into a museum. So that's what they, they're the treasure hunters. They're the ones that love it for the, for the environment and to give us piecing together bits of history, but this this is is more vandalism. So the tunnel then goes into, it carries on going the 75 mile, sorry, 75 meter wide, mm -hmm. and then goes, winds through, and then goes, uh, it will go into a uh, two massive roundabouts with um, six junctions coming off each of those roundabouts, and that's l just the other side of Stonehenge and then it will go into a flyover and that flyover goes over um, a beautiful valley um, bat roosts this whole area is um, it's a nature reserve ground nesting birds there's five different kinds of bats that have been identified all the ground nesting birds are protected species um, bats are a highly protected species um, but none of this matters as in all government infrastructure projects and when you say 140 burial mounds that is just in the radius of this project there's actually over a thousand and yeah. that has been the most magnificent part of being here i'm since i saw we've done well three mass precipices have happened into the stones because as we say stonehenge is not a museum it is a living a temple mm -hmm. and this is a huge it's become a beacon it's become a, a war cry if you like um to say we need to really seriously see what is going on here um, so just being in this um, being on the Salisbury Plain and getting to know um, the, the areas and the burial mounds and how alive it is mm. um, it's 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 a real yeah it's I feel very grateful for, mm. for being here yes it's a very powerful powerful place to be and I want to honor your place as a caretaker of this sacred lands fierce warrioress that you are so you had three mass trespasses and the COVID restrictions are about to end and we're coming up to summer solstice which is the next alignment and they are saying that they're going to open up to the public what are your plans oh well um, to be honest, the trespasses has just been to gain attention. Mm -hmm. um, they will open up the stones anyway um, for the solstice, which is fantastic. Um, they should actually be open all year round. They should be so that people can come to this area and feel that they are part of 
um, this, their heritage, uh, and be proud that, you know, I mean, this is, this is European. People would come, warriors would come from all over the, you know, the, the walking world, if you like, to be here, um, to be healed here, to meet people here, to marry here, to celebrate here, to, to enjoy life here, um, to commune here, uh, to be healed, um, and, and to die, to be buried. They wanted to be part of this landscape. Mm -hmm. They felt so drawn here and, and they were buried in such an incredible ritual way, such, um, such gentleness mm -hmm. and such methodicalness, you know, and there were communities that lived here that would have welcomed in those people. So what we would like to do for Solstice <clears throat> is almost, and what we have been doing in having a camp here, so very close, is we are inviting back community, inviting back people, uh, uh, and to 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 see the old ways, we would like to. So there will be revelers, there will be parties, there will be a festival. There'll probably be an almighty festival here because, as you say, people have not been out um, and 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 celebrating. Um, so we're going to hold space here. We're going to uh, where we are now in this camp, um, which is yes, it's about fifteen. 15 minute walk to Stonehenge right on the A303 which is yeah. very crowded with a lot of traffic all the time yeah yeah it's a main artery if you like from uh London to the southwest so yeah it's um uh where there's a woodland it's beautiful woodland between us and the road and we are in um uh it's like a I don't know, it's like a it's great. I mean, there, there's like four caravans here. You can fit, <clears throat> you can fit vehicles here. It's um, it's beautiful being here as spring mm -hmm. kind of envelops us. But yeah, so we are going to take, if you like, our little camp to um, to the stones. We're going to hold a camp here. It's going to be a Skillshare camp. Mm -hmm. So get people to know the plans. Get people to know the area. Um, Skillshare up everything from from camp, how to live on camp, being outside, wooding, um, to building tree houses, to putting up nets, to getting prepared basically, and also doing workshops, workshops on um, the sacred side of activism. You know how to how to to nurse ourselves through this incredibly changing times. Mm. Um, how to not burn out you know these are all things i've learned over my 30 years of of activism i've burnt out more than once i've you know sought training um in the mountains in in spain run by buddhists um put me back together again and there are many people we know with these skills and these healing skills as well um, and this is also, you know, healing from just our own lives of living in this capitalistic, patriarchal torment um, and, and how to, this is an incredibly special time that we are living in, that we are seeing. I believe personally it's the death throes of an old empire. Crumbling. Yeah. And we are dancing on the ruins. Mm. The ruins of multinational, multinational corporations. <laughs> oh, I love him. <gasps> Absolutely. Okay, when you say preparing, yeah. you are talking about that um, just after summer solstice. Yes. Okay, so let's go over this. They have paused yes. the, the proposed tunnel route. Allegedly, they have paused. Um, there is a an inquiry so there is what's called the Stonehenge Alliance which is an, a beautiful alliance of everyone from archaeologists archaeologists to druids um, to to local people um, uh, uh, naturists um, yeah um, anti-car alliance all those people have got together um, proper environmental impact assessment social impact assessments all these things the Blick Mead Spring um, the importance of all these things. So they've amassed um, documentation, which, so it's like an injunction. So they can allegedly stop work, but that doesn't mean that they will stop work. This camp 
our main function, if you like, is also to make sure they haven't started work because the judge, when he does hear the work, which will be just after summer solstice, he will have the entire file from the Stonehenge Alliance on his desk and he can very well turn around and say, oh, well, they've started now because that's happened before. Mm. I do not hold out much on what I think they call judicial inquiries. I don't hold much on these. They don't usually work. If the government wants something, they will make it happen. And the legal system is sewn up with that. I get so confused because this is an UNESCO site. Oh, yeah. And UNESCO means that it is protected. European highest protection of anywhere you can get. And it has been said by the Council of UNESCO, please don't ask me what it stands for, um, that so that is that UNESCO is um, there's only a few of them in the world and it's really difficult to get yeah and it's like all the um, all of the wonders of the world yes. are UNESCO's yeah I believe um, and they are uh, incredibly rare absolutely and should not be tampered with for a reason which I think is like they can't be tampered no. with no. because they no. are protected yeah. by UNESCO yes. So and how has is been, this even happening? So the, and even the council, UNESCO in in England, has basically said, "Yeah, you tamper with that, we'll take away your, we'll take away your protection site thingy." And that doesn't just cover Stonehenge; that covers Avebury as well. We, it is under the same thing, and it's not even just, and it's not about the stones. It's not about the stones. It's about, it's about. Um, so Stonehenge has this protection because it is the. Um, the biggest untouched uh, chalk grassland in Europe. Mm. And that means that the the habitats, because this is pretty much what it was like back in the day. In after talking, the last, last after, ice age. After the last ice exactly. <laughs> after the last ice age, hasn't changed much. Um, so yeah, that's, that's also the burning importance of this site. And yes, funnily enough, that will change. So even after that, and but even all these things, even all the, the madness of this project going ahead, and it has had the official go ahead, yeah. Even though, um, so the transport minister asked the expert um, opinions um, of the, to transport, to do with, you know, the, gathered together and and they said no no it's a daft idea and he still went ahead i'll tell you why i think they are doing this tell in us, a minute okay um but um so yeah it that will irrevocably damage this which means they can they can build on it they can do whatever they like that's right they're taking away protections and that's what this government does that's part of the road building schemes of the 90s it's the same again now they take away protections so that builders um, construction companies can uh, do what they like and this is this is also um, getting political if you like um, so we are in a recession mm. we're in a recession mainly because um, the bankers gambled our money away um, but for whatever reason we are in a recession we're in a world recession we're in a, a lot of trouble now the, the way that this government deals with the recession is quantitative easing and throwing money at things to keep the money flowing. They have to keep this beast fed, okay? They gave birth, or their ancestors gave birth to this monster of capitalism, this leviathan mm -hmm. that then has to be kept feeding. You can't let it stagnate. So you throw money at things, you bail out companies, you bail out the air industry, you bail out big multinational banks. The biggest employer in this country used to be farming, it's now not. It's now the construction industry. And the magical thing about the construction industry in this country is that we have it all here. We have the workforce, we have the machines, we even have the quarries. So they can dig out, you know, big holes out of mama nature, you know, um, for the roadstone, for the tarmac. Um, we have the security. It's one of the biggest um, people. So they're basically bailing out the construction industry. So this, on a very simple level, is the the um, capitalist beast is now eating nature to pay for itself okay this is nature is now um, is is now being sacrificed for for that big machine that they started and uh, because all the protections are coming off this is incredibly damaging we are in a climate emergency we are in a time where it's gone beyond the tipping point. Yeah. And this this place is now calling out 
to 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 her people to remember of what is important and to rise up and protect what is our heritage yeah this beautiful planet absolutely it's all we've got is literally all we have so we've gone over all the facts let's talk now about how activism and ritual work together in your in your experience gosh do you know what i don't know how they work they just do <laughs> it's ah oh, i can't explain i mean i think before you come into any camp or be, sorry even before you call it a camp even before you come into a bit of land that it's like right okay this is going to be always oh, great strategically and it's all oh, that's going to be in the way you have you introduce yourself to this area and i always have and i've just always felt this innate responsibility to introduce myself ourselves before you come in and plonk yourself down to it's it's like a listening process it's mm. it's an acknowledgement that every living being or even rock has a right to be here and and lives here and this is their habitat and more than that um whether it's taken 10 years 100 years thousand years for this ecosystem to build up it has built up incredibly delicately and meaningfully mm -hmm. And to just stampede through something, you could be, you know, breaking a chain in that. It's, it's to be aware of the small. And, yeah, and it's, I don't know, it's just beautiful, really, isn't it? It's just, um, and, and kind of like almost waiting to be invited in. Mm. And, and also that, I suppose it's a humble thing as well. You know, being a human, it's, we assume so much. We assume our... Um, that we're above everything and bigger than everything and more important than everything and it's like remembering that we are nature is part of that's a huge part of the sacred activism part is it's it's not something outside of ourselves all the answers are, are we have them already and sometimes it's just a case of of slowing down and listening and realizing we're a part we are not 13th fairy if you like in the uh, Sleeping Beauty you know that had been kicked out of the party you know we've got to be humble and, and come back to it and 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 be part of it mm, I uh, love that because huh. it's so important for us to to listen to what nature needs for us to truly defend her and mm. we can we don't want to come in with all of our preconceived ideas mm. I love the way that you bring it right down to the core the root of magic 101 pay attention to your surroundings be in awareness ask for permission be with the nature spirits perfect absolutely perfect and I don't think I knew th this I mean putting words to even what I do I, I haven't really put words to it before it just feels the right thing to do mm. and like most things things that work you just get used to it and that's then what you do and it works and I'm so desperate to to find things that work I will yeah try anything and this has always done it for me and I think when when you know something is right it it vibrates you know it's I just feel that I I know that when I used to um, do earth first sites I would be sort of person that would find the sites usually that was my role and it was with that in mind you know are we wanted here mm. for even if it is just you know a couple weeks can we be here can we sustainably be here and then I would walk it and I would always and I I would walk it walk the entire boundary of the site and with protection in mind and it was just an instinct that I would do and I didn't realize until about the third year that that's what I do um, and yeah I mean well we, 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 we were always fine <laughs> but um but it's what I do here it's there are protections and there are I feel there's there's so many 
different different things that protect us that want to protect us that want to reach out to us that that want to work hand in hand or you know leaf in leaf <laughs> um but we have to we we have to know that we are not the dominant or should not be the dominant species here and we're part of a massive ecosystem and underneath we we you know we know so little even still about the mitochondrial and fungus networks and oh you know all that stuff you really are embodying <laughs> truly embodying this your respect for nature respect for life you're walking that path yeah and you're standing up against the goliath who do not walk that path yeah you are a living example of what you're talking about. I will not be a hypocrite. Mm. Absolutely. Show by example as well. Mm. And I just have a belief. It's not even a belief. It's a knowing. I know. You know. I know that things are changing. And I know that people are changing. And there just has to be people that are ready to help hold those spaces mm. that, yeah. that are coming home, if you like. Tell us about some of the magic that you've been doing here yeah. on the, uh, around Stonehenge. Oh my gosh, don't, it's been doing it to me. A big message that came through at the beginning of the year, and this is from other kind of pagan groups that have been working quite, you know, that work on this land and who work for the free access to Stonehenge. And bless them, I love the Druids, but they all are white men, white old men. And they have been kowtowing to the authorities as to when they can come on and when they can celebrate this. And they're very grateful for being able to come into the stones. And that time is gone. Mm. And actually what Stonehenge wants is, quote, um, Stonehenge wants her screaming moon priestesses back. You know, people who will actually fight for it and and fight for its 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 history and its future because it's not changing what it was back then it is still now and that is everything to anyone or anything to everyone you know this this was a celebration time this was a a healing time and that's what we do here and that's what I've been doing and I've just slipped into it just from listening and just from feeling and every every uh, new moon and every full moon myself and my sisters have been going to the barrows um, these are all the, the burial mounds um, and we feel which burial mound that we are invited to and we go and we introduce ourselves and we do ceremony on those burial mounds and we make a safe space and we call in we call in the elements and we call in the ancestors and we we listen and we take and we feel and I commune I suppose a message that came through um, before Beltane long before Beltane kind of uh, coming through winter and I was on one of the burial mounds and I I asked what what do you want what do you want from us you know how what do I do you know I'm kind of clueless and this voice came through <laughs> and it was bring us the people bring us the people and and we will um yeah we will they will be inspired through them and that's okay that's what we got to do and i was like oh yeah of course obvious um and so yeah we've been running camps here um inviting We've been inviting the young HS2 activists. We've been inviting um, local people. I mean, obviously, COVID providing. So running stuff. Uh, we've been doing walks and route walks and just bringing people here. And so I suppose I've, yeah, I've just been facilitating, I suppose, um, these interactions. are not doing anything. It's It's being done here. This land is so potent. And I think it's the same when anything is threatened, you know, that's when you come into your own. That's when, when the power rises, when, when something I've been, I've been holding onto trees as they have been cut down around me, 
And once you hold a tree, and it knows, it knows it's going to die, it knows it's being killed, it knows. You know, there is a, a vibration around a tree, there is a, there is a, a connection, a movement. And a, when, when trees are going around it, they send messages to the other trees that it's happening. You know, it could be anything from ants are attacking and, and then the tree will produce this, this like resin in its leaves to deter. You know, they communicate and a tree knows when it is being attacked or when the trees around it are being attacked. And to be with that tree as it is, is, is killed is something you don't forget. Mm. And then it kind of coming here and it's branched out. It's not just the trees. It's the it's the soil, it's the it's the rock, it's the it's the everything, it's the you know, the vibrations. Things know when there is a threat around. And I think this is an amazing connection we have that we can have as humans, um, as the true guardians of this planet. Mm -hmm. As 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 we should be, as as we were, I'm sure. You know? And heralding the, the the sunrise and the sunsets and the full moons and the new moons and the you know the, it's 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 like being a, an amazing school an alchemy school where where we we turned we translate nature into words and into thoughts and into into actions and and working with activists is incredible because it's like these are people Activists know, and in fact, not just activists, a lot of people around the world. Sorry, this is a first world thing, isn't it? Um, to defend your home brings out something in you. Not everyone, not a lot of the West has never had to defend its home. Mm. Not really, not, not in our lifetimes. And to do that is something quite formidable. And when you're defending it, not just for yourself, but because it's it's actually the home of so many seen and unseens. Um, yeah, it awakens something inside of you and you are, you're held, you have wings, you have a strength. I have, I have a strength, you know, I, I never knew I had, um, you know, and instead of getting a brownie badge, you know, you get a, a new set of oh, I can see in the dark now. <laughs> you know that was nice. I like getting that superpower. That was great. Uh, I have another superpower. Um, my other superpower is that I know when I meet people. In fact, I don't even need to meet them anymore. Sometimes I can just do it if I hear their name, um, if I hear their voice on the radio. Um, but I know that, that that they're going to be a part of 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 this world. I it's whether it's a remembering or a no, I don't know what it is. When you mean this world, you mean this uh, the, this tribe that is working to save our planet. Yeah, yeah totally, mm -hmm. absolutely. This, 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 yeah, big tribe that's growing that people are waking up to. Mm -hmm. And this is before, you know, it might take a week, a month, a year, but I will, I will meet them. And, and not just that, we work together, you know, I recognize people and I've met other people that also have that. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's a real. It's it was. It used to freak me out horribly uh, in the beginning because it it just felt like such a. I felt oppressed because it's like I don't know what to do with this. Do I run up to them? What's going on? But now I know what it is and I accept it completely. Uh, I think that's also the greatness of growing old. Is you know you don't care making a fool of yourself. <laughs> well, you are you are an organizer of people and for different reasons and so it's wonderful that you have been given the gift to be able to see your allies and to know who your allies are Completely. because as an environmentalist i've seen so many times where we get uh spy cops yeah where they amazingly i've never had that where I, I i'm i'm scrolling back now because we've got this whole court case going on at the moment in this country they've identified um yeah spy cops running in this country um having relationships with um yeah female activists it was all these male ones there was a few female ones mostly in the background um we had one uh we had a spy cop in our affinity group for seven years um obliterated absolutely obliterated um 
I'd say my generation, um, my affinity group. Um, and Trust, yeah. your energy, yeah. your... You First know, instincts, absolutely. Sent people into long-term depression, you yeah. know, where you... you yeah, and, and trust issues and also... Um, that burnout. Yeah, the, absolutely. Uh, and, and it fell apart. It wasn't so much of what they did to us, it's then what we did to each other afterwards, which was two point fingers, you know, our paranoia went through the roof. I um, got together at Earth First Gathering because it, it shot apart Earth First, I'd say, in this country. Um, and um, so we had a very small, I brought together a very small group and resurrected it, but just with an ember. I kept an ember burning because it was so important, so important. Mm. And we talked about how we sort out the paranoia mm -hmm. and just, yeah, built up the little, stacked up the wood again and blew. <laughs> Can you share with our listeners any kind of inspiration, advice for those pagans who are ready to step up into the warriors that we need to be to save our planet at this time of a, this universal crisis that we have right now as humans? Okay, bullet points. One, trust your sisters. And I know brothers as well. We will. Brothers, we're, we're working together really well now. So brothers, listen to your sisters. Um, there is strength. This is the woman's time. And this is the brother's time to know it's the sister's time. Um, two is to don't be afraid of being arrested. I say this in America, I, I know you're, you know, it's a lot different. It is different. I totally get that. Um, gosh, yeah, it's terrifying. Here we actually do have it easy. Um, being arrested here, it's, they want it to be a line that we do not trust, uh, that we do not cross because bad things happen. There'll be dragons. Okay, you'll lose your house, you'll lose your family, you'll lose your kids. And actually, it is just a stick. It's punitive. We, we have this, um, you know, it's a threat. And we have all walked across that line together. And we are fine. We are fine. Know in your hearts that what you do is right. And do it with love. And do it laughing. Mm. With passion. But never on your own. <laughs> Be very careful about... Yeah, if you're going to do anything, at least tell a trusted person. And never brag about anything that we do. Don't, you know, un unless you're, you're doing it for, for posting out, for, for media stuff, then make it sensational. <laughs> because that's, that's, that's all it gets out, you know. Do crazy stuff. Dress crazy, you know, and, and then I'll, that'll get out. But anything else, keep it to yourself. You know, just tell the birds. Um, fall in love with nature again. Mm. And if you're there and you're sad and you're grieving, then, then you're right. We are all grieving. And this is part of the grieving process. But just know that, just know from there comes strength and inner knowing that you're in the right place at the right time with the right people. And yeah, be brilliant. Wonderful. I wanna thank you so much for, for, for being on The Pagan Perspectives and sharing your perspective from your action camp here as we are overlooking the Stonehenge and we're in this temple complex, we're in this little protected woodland summer solstice is coming up mm. where can people turn to to support uh stopping this tunnel as ton at stonehenge oh gosh okay so at the moment even before the inquiry so oh my gosh um so there will be a judge and and it will be in 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 most likely his hands um uh yeah the judicial cry is taking on. The action is to, you know, if you do feel it, write your outrage. Mm. Write your outrage. Tell your outrage. Be the outrage. 
um, whether that's writing with words, with posts, um, being disempowered is, is one of the, 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 the worst things we can be. So to do something, to do anything, and to feel that it, it is enough is, is wonderful. You know, you feel it, you do it. Um, there's, um, you know, we're obviously, we're here. Um, with the papers, um, there's Facebook groups. We are Stonehenge Heritage Action Group. Um, there's also the Sacred Earth Activism, who we work very closely with. Um, and that's all online. Um, please just hold us. Hold us and know and talk about us and, and look it up. When I say us, I mean the, the landscape and the project. And if Stonehenge means anything, this landscape, this time, um, means anything to you, act on it. Because if we don't act, we're going to apathy, and that's not good. So please do follow your hearts. Um, if you are in this country, if you are in the UK, um, do come at Solstice or just come and visit. You will find us. If you do come, you'll know where to find us. Um, yes, yeah, support us. I mean, we do obviously have, um, I think we're just about to put up another fundraiser as well for the camp um, and also a wish list and pass it around. And just, just know that these places are are still meaningful and I think that's the most important thing is because we've kind of gone to sleep and this has woken us up this this campaign is a beacon to remind us actually they're about to take away one of the things that makes us us Stonehenge was the first place or or let's say the place that we still have that was built by humans but not for humans it was built for something outside of ourselves to to worship the land to worship the sunrise to to be meaningful in and they're taking away our first and last meaningfulness mm. so this is a beacon to us this is an opportunity and we are turning this into gold so please whether it's this space or wherever you are whatever your most meaningful spaces are don't let us sleepwalk into this into having these things taken away from us because it will change us and I think apathy will take over so yeah please celebrate and yeah get to know get to know this place if it uh, if it resonates with you mm. and come visit mm. kettle's on <laughs> <laughs> there's always tea <laughs> thank you so much I have really appreciated being with you and learning with you um, being here on a new moon on top of that borrow and making offerings with you and all the priestesses that are here there's a power here that in what I see from Stonehenge is that it amplifies energy perfect and perfect. so we need to take our place in the stones to amplify this healing energy this protective energy in this time of universal crisis for us thank you I, I, i've been waiting to see what we are actually doing here so yeah thanks <laughs> <laughs> you are wonderful it's been so so lovely having you here oh, really for you. all all the connections and and yeah absolutely beautiful thank you so much blessed be blessed be and that was my interview with indra don francesco at the stonehenge action camp there is a call to action at stonehenge for this summer solstice Workshops and skill shares are happening on Friday the 18th, Saturday and Sunday the 19th and the 20th. And on the 21st, Monday, is Solstice Sunrise Ceremony will be happening to protect Stonehenge. The Judicial Review for Stonehenge Tunnel will be heard on the 22nd through the 25th. And this episode's music is by Seize the Day. You can find their website in the episode program notes. Thanks for listening. Uh -huh.